Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. Thank you, church. You may be seated. Man, good to see each of you. If you're joining us online, so grateful to have you guys. Y'all are so faithful. Thank you so much. Uh, wherever you are, maybe you're out of town for Labor Day, but you're tuning in. If you're in the mountains, mm, bless you. That's all I'm saying. Amen. <laughs> Woo! Nothing better but the, the mountains, man. So, uh, man, good to see you guys. Good crowd for Labor Day. Thank you so much. Uh, boy, I've missed you. I haven't been up here in a while. I want to thank Tommy. That's Tommy over there. Great series. Thank you so much, bud. Appreciate you. Yeah, give Tommy a hand. That's a beautiful, it's a beautiful job in August, man. It's a great series, all the testimonies. And then last Sunday when we gathered for brisket, I don't mean to do this to you, but man, that brisket was fun. That was a great time, amen. Kate put a lot of work in. Kate, thanks, buddy. Much love to you. Kate can cook a brisket too. Don't you kid yourself. Mm-hmm. That's some good stuff, boy. Hey, that was a good and great time, man. Great time by the church. A lot of fun, a lot of fellowship, a lot of sweet, sweet time. So thank you for being a part of that. So a uh, little house cleaning. Next week, I jump into what is going to be our fall series. I'll run with that on the 12th of September, and I'll run it all the way through till the Sunday before Thanksgiving. Um, we're going to look at pruning, and I'm going to break that down a little bit what's pruning all about, why he does it, why John 15 talks about pruning, uh, what he's trying to accomplish. We gotta look at the flesh. We wanna look at what the flesh is trying to do, okay? And then we wanna look at the fruits of the Spirit, why he prunes. And so it's a lot, it's packed. I'm gonna build it each week. Um, You know how I love to do that. I don't wanna go too fast. I wanna go as you go. And so uh, my job is to pastor well, and I'll do that through the fall series. And so I hope you join us. Uh, if you're online, come to the house. Nothing like the house, man. If you can get here, get here. Uh, but today, I wanted to kind of do kind of a one-off. This is out of Joshua 24. If you want to grab your word, go to Joshua chapter 24. I'm going to be looking at 13 through 27. Um, I get asked a lot, have been asked a lot over the last year, year and a half. It's been kind of interesting, if you, <laughs> there's a nice way to say it. It's a very interesting time that we find ourselves in. As a church, as a nation, as a people, it's very interesting. And uh, there's a lot going on, and it changes a lot. And so a lot of people ask me sometimes at restaurants, hey, Pastor, what do you think's going on? What's, what, what's the deal? You know, what's your take on all this? And, and, and I, don't, I don't know, but here's what I do know. The church is right where it needs to be. The church that Jesus intended, that he died for, that he resurrected, that he put on a rock, and he said, this is my church, that church is positioned well. What the church does, that's on them. But the church is positioned well. 
Now, today I want to talk to you upon this message because I think Joshua 24 encapsulates where we are as a country, where we are as a church, not just corporately, but individually. So today's message, I want it to be for the church, but I'm talking to you individually as a church. I'm talking to me as the church, talking to you as the church, because he's coming back to get the church, me and you, all right? He's not taking a building, he's taking a church individually. So this is where I think he's raising up the church individually, but also corporately. And I think Joshua 24 encapsulates that very beautifully. It's, 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 it's kind of the framework of where our country is because I believe what, what God was saying through Joshua is what's happening right now. It's what's being asked to us right now. So I wanna begin in verse 13. Here's what I'm gonna do. But I love the scriptures, and I want to give time to scriptures. So I'm going to take 13, and we're just going to go through it all the way to 27, and just take out the the, the uh, there's just so much in there. I just want to unpack some of this for you. So look at verse 13. It says, "So I gave you a land, Joshua, to the people, or God to the people through Joshua. I gave you a land on which you did not toil, and cities on which you did." not build, and you live in them, and you eat from the vineyards and the olive groves that you did not plant. I want to stop for a second, and I want you to understand how rich we are in America. Man, it breaks my heart sometimes to see what we gripe about and what seems to be so big that knocks our train off the track. We get so uptight, so bent out of shape, so mad, so entitled over stuff, man, on our worst day in this country, we got it better than the rest of the world. Man, we're a rich people. Our hardest choices sometimes is trying to pick a meal in a restaurant because there's so many choices. We stress out. Oh, can you go to the next person? I'm not ready. Sweetheart, there's nine hamburgers. Just figure out which one you want, okay? Lord, help the poor. Do you want bacon? I mean, golly, order the burger, right? We don't need seconds to take orders. You just this woman's getting paid $3. Can you just give her the order? I mean, do we have choices? The rest of the country don't, they're just finding stuff to eat. We don't, we're giving so much, man. Those who went before us have given us so much. And we take it for granted. We think it's old us. We get entitled. We sit and drive through lines and we grab at people making $3 an hour. There you go, hurry up. I gotta get my latte. I'm like, you're in a heater, you're listening to music, and you're putting your eyeshadow on. You're fine. You'll get your latte, huh? Chill. I mean, it's just, I mean, I'm like, come on, man. I, I mean, we are rich. We are rich as a country. We didn't do anything. We just got hashed into this world, man. These kids are there like, this is sweet. Yeah, it's sweet. It's real sweet. It's beautiful. Man, Saturday morning, I got up, I was studying in my study, and uh, man, it was really dark, and I get up early, and I heard this thunder off in the distance, just this rolling thunder. I was like, sweet. 
And so I pull up some Dopper Dave, you know? It's like, yep, got that sale. It's right by my house. So I made me a fresh pot of coffee, fresh cup of coffee, went out on the porch. I got a study, and I have a little porch that sits on the east side with a couple little chairs. And so this storm is coming from the west. I was like, yeah, I could sit out there, house block the rain. I could just watch it. Like, sweet. So I'm sitting out there, it starts raining. I'm watching that rain fall on the streetlights. And I just kept saying, God, thank you for your rain. Thank you for your rain. I pray you rain down on your church like this. Holy Spirit, rain down on your church like this. So it rained and rained and rained, and then it quit. And then the sun started to come up. And in the distance, I saw geese take off, just singing. Then I saw some mallard ducks take off, and they just singing. And then I started hearing birds, because the worms come to the top, and the worms like, buffet for the birds. And then I heard the frogs. I don't know where they go when it's not raining, but I don't hear them. It starts raining, they just acquire. And I just sat there, man, and I heard all nature start worshiping. And I was reminded of simple, man. God sends the rain, and when you find water, you find life. When it rains from heaven, things grow. Things grow for the geese. The scripture tells us that the flower of the field, they don't toil, but they're clothed in beauty. God is good, man. God is good. And creation knows it more than we do sometimes. We're the most precious creation he's got, and we're the last to arrive sometimes. I'm like, why is the people that's been given the most, not singing a choir of praise back to the king for every little thing. We take everything for granted, man. We're rich. And Joshua's trying to tell the people, you got it good, man. God's been good to you. God's been good. Look at verse 14. I want to keep rolling. So he tells them how good you got it, how you're living in a land that's rich. And then he says this, now fear the Lord and serve him with faithfulness. And throw away those gods your forefathers worshiped beyond the river of Egypt and serve the Lord. Man, you got it good. Throw away those other gods. They didn't give you all this. God's been good to you. Don't bow to anything else. You just serve the Lord. You just you be faithful to the Lord. There is nothing more beautiful than his creation who has, who has he's given so much to, man, He's given Jesus. He's given a relationship. He's got, you got the Lord. Man, you've been saved and baptized. You, your home's in heaven. The Holy Spirit is your deposit given to you and your inheritance in heaven one day. You've been given so much. Can we not? I mean, can we not be faithful to a God that's done that for us? I look at people's lives and I, and I look at heritage, the heritage that they have, and I'm like, man, there's nothing better than standing at a funeral for someone and the thing you can say the most about that individual is faithful, faithful. Because Jesus is saying, welcome to my heaven. Come on in, my good and faithful servant. When it's all said and done, man, it's all about faithfulness. So what he's trying to say to the people is, listen, you got it good, man. You've been given much. And boy, we've been much given. I mean, we've been given much not only in this country, but by Jesus himself, who loved us so much, he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. But can you be faithful to him? I'm looking for people to be faithful to him. Let's keep rolling. I gotta go. 15, but it's serving the Lord. I told you watching butts in the church because some butts are bigger than other butts in scripture. This is a big butt right here. 
but as serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your forefathers served beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites, whose land you are now living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. But for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. You wanna take a verse that absolutely God is using right now on the church. This is the verse for the church. The individual church and the corporate church is what it's made out of. But I'm telling you, this is the, this is the text. God is saying, you want all these other guys that are trying to sell to you? You want them? You can go get them. You can bow to them. But I'm gonna tell you right now, that's empty. You're not gonna get anything from them. Nothing. That's a hollow, empty relationship. There is one true God, the God of Israel, the God that saved you, the God that raised you from the dead. That's the God. But God, that's the one. That's for me and my house. I will, we will serve the Lord. I can't, listen, we can't control a lot of this stuff that's going on out here. We can't. But here's what we can control. Every single day I get up, and here's my declaration to the Lord. As for me and my house, Lord, we're going to serve the Lord. I'm not bound to nothing else. Yeah, I can't change a lot out there. And a lot of decisions are being made that impact my life. Man, I can't, I can't do much. I can get mad if I want to. I can spend 24 days, uh, 24 hours a day on Facebook and, and all kind of stuff, but I'm just punching the air. But what I can do is get up every day and say, I'm going to serve the Lord and honor him. And that's what he's doing with the church. He's saying, church, listen to me. I am thinning you. I'm gonna find out who is a part of my church. And I'm asking my church to stand up and say, as for me and my house, we're gonna serve the Lord. I don't, it doesn't matter what everybody else does. We, we gotta stop waiting. The, the, the ship sailed for the world that catered to the church. The days of, oh, we won't practice on Wednesday so everybody can go to church. <laughs> That, that, they're going to practice on Wednesday. They're not only going to practice on Wednesday, they're going to play on Wednesday. The day of all the tournaments, don't, we don't have tournaments on Sunday. Oh, they're going to have tournaments on Sunday. And they're going to make you play on Sunday. Or they're going to require you to play on Sunday. Listen to me. It, this world is not catering to the church anymore. We, I know our money says in God we trust. I know we say one nation under God. But I'm going to say something to you right now. That is not the direction, the leadership of this country is taking us. So the church, who's been positioned for such a time as this, better rise up and say, well, whoa, whoa, but for me and my house, we're gonna serve the Lord. That, that's what it's come down to. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not pitching them, us against them. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is this. If you're waiting for it to be easy again, it's not going to be easy. Honk if you love Jesus day, that ship sailed. A fish on the back of your car is enough, that ship sailed. Wearing a camp t-shirt in July is one thing. Wearing it in January is a whole other thing. That's all I'm saying. They can't take away your first love. They can't, take away, they can't change that. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. You see, here's the bottom line. We worship what we serve, and we serve what we worship. This is the truth. 
We serve what we worship, and we worship what we serve. And there's the only thing worthy of our worship, and his name is Jesus. And if he's the only thing worthy of our worship, which it is, the geese and the ducks and the birds know it, why are we late to the game? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, amen. Come on, man, the church ought to be singing loud. It ought to be rejoicing loud. He is thinning out the crowd. He's saying the church tomorrow got to have a backbone, better be tough, and better know who its God is. Because we ain't bound to all this other bull. We're going to raise up a church that honors God, serves God, and takes hell with a water gun. And I'm telling you, you're going to hide, and you're going to stay home and get in your foxhole and say, oh, it's tough. I don't, it's too tough for me. I just, I just want to go to camp and hold hands and sing Kumbaya and eat a hot dog. Well, them days are gone. That ain't happening. And kumbaya, I don't know what that is anyway. But I'm just telling you, that day's gone, okay? That's just gone. Listen, if you think what's happening other places isn't coming to your turf, you, you're crazy. What's happening in Afghanistan is no accident, and, it's, and I'm telling you, it's coming. I'm sorry. But there's gonna, there may come a day where they stand in front of you and say, you with Jesus? Are you a Christian? And that'd be a big gun looking right at you. And you better love him enough to say, oh, I'm with Jesus. And there's nothing you or that gun can do to separate me from the love of God. You shoot me here and I'll take my last breath, but I'll breathe my first breath in his presence. But as for me and my house, we serve the Lord, man. That's for me and my house. And that's what Joshua's trying to tell the people. You see, whatever you worship has your mind's attention and your heart's affection. Sure it does. Whatever you chase after and whatever you serve and whatever you, whatever you worship is gonna have your mind's, effect, mind's attention, your heart's affection. Just make sure it's Jesus. He's the only thing worthy. So look at verses 16 through 18. Then the people answered, far be it for us to forsake the Lord and serve other gods. It was the Lord God himself who brought us out from here from our fathers of Egypt, from the land of slavery. He performed great signs before our eyes. He protected us the entire journey among the nations through which we traveled. And the Lord drove out before us the nations, including the Amorites who lived in the land. We too will serve the Lord because he is our God. Here they are, man. They're like, yeah, that's us. We got the can t-shirt on. woo we love Jesus. How can you love Jesus? Look at my fish on my, my camel. I mean, I mean, they're, they may have those, but, but here's what I'm saying. They, I mean, they're all for it right now. I mean, they're like, yeah, we want Jesus. We love Jesus. We had two, four, six, eight, who do we appreciate? Jesus. I mean, they're giving it up. It's like the last night of camp. And then you get back in the van, and they all fight on the way home like, oh, seriously. I'm saying, that's what I was like. I mean, Joshua's like, do you understand what you're saying? They're giving testimony, and they're rightfully giving testimony. This is what we saw God do. This is what we saw God do. This is what we saw God do. Didn't listen to me. Didn't serve him. I, I meet so many people. <laughs> When it's good, they don't want to come to church. But when it's bad, they, they, they flock to church. Man, is that all he is? 
Man, he's the same God in the good times as he is in the bad times. Come worship him in the good time and maybe you can stay out of those bad times. Isn't he worthy, man? You're giving testimony. You know, I'm looking at a bunch of people that could just stand and give testimony how good God is. And that's what Joshua is saying to the people. They know how good he is. But then what Joshua says in 19 and 20, the people are hollering testimonies. And Joshua said to the people, you're not able to serve the Lord. He's holy God. He's a jealous God. He, meaning he won't be second to nobody. He will not forgive your rebellion or your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, he will turn and bring disaster on you and make an end to you after he has been good to you. What he's saying is, Joshua's like, you don't even know what you're saying. I know he's been good to you. But listen to me, it's not lip service. He don't want to just hear it from here. He wants you. He wants you to know it, man, because you don't even know what you're asking. He's not going to play second. He's not going to say, oh, I love Jesus right now. In a month from now, you just give up on him. He said, listen, this is the real deal. This is the real deal. Joshua's saying, please, you got to think about what you're saying. I love Joshua. I mean, he's like, dude, I know, I, I, I know you feel like this a pep rally for Jesus, but, but this is not. This is real. You, he's not, he's a jealous God. If you, if you love him and you say, I must serve the Lord, just understand something. It cost you everything. It could cost you everything. You ever had a moment in your life where you bit off more than you can chew? <laughs> Uh, you're lying if you didn't say you didn't. I had a moment where I bit off more than I can choose. My sweet wife loves to tell the story, but I'm gonna try it. She's a lot better than me. But I, we were in Arkansas, and I had these buddies of mine. They came up to me. They said, hey, man, we got a triathlon coming, and we need a, we need a, we need a third person. I was like, okay. W run, bike, and swim. Which one you need? They said, well, I'm a runner, and he's a heck of a biker. We need a swimmer. Uh, can I tell you, sometimes your mouth gets you in trouble. <laughs> so he said, yeah, you, you were a college athlete, right? You want to call on scholarship? I did, All right? but that's baseball, right? <laughs> he said, yeah, but you're a member of the Y, right? I am. You like to work out? Yes, I work out every day up there. See, we worked out at this Y. It was beautiful. Big old workout place. Had a big old Olympic-sized swimming pool down there. So I'd be upstairs working out. There's a big old glass wall. I'd look down there at the pool, and there's a bunch of little old ladies with these floaties on their arms doing these little kicking thing. I don't even know. But a bunch of old people in the pool just don't make me want to go get in the pool. I'm just sorry. I nothing against old people. I'm just like, what are they doing? I don't even understand that. Now, floaties on adults, that's wrong. And so, and I was trying to, and I'm like, that's not for me. And so they said, we need a swimmer. Can I just tell you something? Just because you can swim doesn't make you a swimmer. Somebody needs to hear that, all right? Because just because you can swim doesn't mean you are a swimmer. Just file that away. some good stuff right there, all right? So I say, okay, I'll, I'll do that. When is it? They told me. I had about a month. So I told Melissa what was going on. She goes, well, you need to start swimming. You need to start swimming. So uh so I go work out, 
And I look down at the pool, and I'm like, yeah, I'll do that tomorrow. So I go home, and I'll go work out again. I look down at the pool. I'm like, yeah, I'll do that tomorrow. Melissa's like, are you, are you, have you swam yet? No. Uh, excuse, you better swim. I'm like, I, I got it. So I don't swim. I, I don't get in the pool one time. I don't even get my foot in the pool. I don't even go see if, what the water temperature is. I never do it. I just work out the whole time. I just take it for granted. I just don't even worry about it. So, so the day before the event, I do a really heavy shoulder workout. I mean, if guys of you that, that do shoulder workouts, the next day, you're like, I can't even brush my teeth. I can't, I can't brush my teeth. I mean, I mean, you're hurt, man. And so, so that's what I did. So the next morning is the event. So I get in line swimming first, and this is a big old Olympic-sized swimming pool, and, you, and they rope it off this way. All right, you gotta go all the way down. Down and back, one lap. So we're this big old line of people. So I walk out there. I look like I'm going on a Jamaica cruise. I, they're all in Speedos and got these goggles. I walk out. I got flowered swimsuit, man. I look, I'm like, where's the drinks? I'm on, where's my seat on the beach? I mean, I look, I don't, I, I missed. I'm not, I'm out of my league, man, I'm telling you. So I just, they're all in line. get in line. I don't have no goggles now. They all got goggles. They're all breathing them. <sighs> I'm like, what the heck is he doing? And so, so I get in line, and this guy's coming by going, uh, what's your time? Time? I'm a pretty smart guy, so I'm listening for the couple of times up there. I get right in the middle of them. They said 4.6. I'm like, 4.59. Oh, I got it. I probably know what I'm saying. So my wife is watching. There's some other staff people. Somebody, so they jump in the pool. Like, so my time, I got man, I'm like a rocket. I'm down, back, man. And all these, they're doing these flip things. I don't know what that, I just touch and go. And so uh, they're doing all this stuff. So I get about the middle of the pool. And, oh, dude, I'm hurting. It's so bad. We've been married a year. It's so bad. My wife is running from one side to the other side, to this side, to this side. She said, baby, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. All she's saying is, I don't want to be a widow. I don't want to be a widow. That's what she's really saying. And I'm like, I'm hurting, man. And, I, and I, finally, I go down and back. I'm out in the middle of the pool, man. And, and I just, boom, boom. I throw my arms up on the side. <laughs> I look like Hershey on a run, my, lab, my uh, golden doodle. And, and she said, I said, she said, baby, you can do it. You can do it. I said, yeah, I bit off one. I can chew. <laughs> And she says, you got to float. <laughs> float? But I ain't floating. All of a sudden, you get this adrenaline like, I ain't floating. I play college ball. I ain't floating. I, I took off again. I was like, floating. That's a good idea. <laughs> I mean, it's bad. So I finally, I'm, there's a point there, a couple of laps after that, I'm just swimming, boy. In my mind, I'm kicking my legs. I look like the dolphin of the year. And all of a sudden, I look down. And I see these feet. And I'm like, dude, that dude behind me, he is closing fast. I might better get over, you know? And so I get up, and feet still with me. I'm like, I look down, there, my feet. <laughs> my legs and my mind are kicking, boy. But I look like an like anchor. <laughs> no wonder my dang arms hurt. I'm dragging my whole entire body underwater with me. So here's the deal. When you get done, you have to get out of the pool with no assistance. Because <laughs> y'all share that before I jump in. Because I just took everything I had. I, found, I don't even know how I got out of the pool. 
I had to get out of the pool and tag the guy. And I went back and got a chair out of some guy's office, sat in the shower, turned the shower on, didn't let the shower water hit me. Here's the deal, man. We got third place. You're like, them two dudes must have been awesome. They were out of this world. But here's the deal. There were three teams. If they'd have told me that, I'd have just mailed that thing in. I'd have gone get a, I'd gone get a medal anyway, amen? So, so there's times you can bite off more than you can chew. What these people are doing, Joshua's like, hey, watch it. Before your mouth speaks, you better understand what you're speaking. Don't bite off more than you can chew. <laughs> it ain't fun. Don't bite off more than you can chew. Don't, don't say, oh, for me and my house, we're gonna serve the Lord, and then when it gets tough, you just shack up. You're just gone. Can't find you. Joshua's saying, listen to your words, man. Look at verse 21 and 22. I can't believe I told y'all that story. Man. No more. That's, whoo. Um, 21. But the people said to Joshua, after he said, you better be careful what you say. All right? People said to Joshua, no, we're serving the Lord. No, we, we got it. We're serving the Lord. Then Joshua said, okay, you are a witness against yourselves that you have chosen to serve the Lord. The church today. What side are you on? I run with Jesus. Oh, really? You sure about that? Uh-huh. You want to change the answer? Nope. You willing to die for that? Yes, I am. He died for me. I I'm saying to you, you say, well, that that's not going to happen in America, is it? You tell me. Well, how about you tell me, if it does, how you, are you ready? If they were start today asking that question and your life depended on it, what would your answer be? We are living in a day where you must choose today whom you will serve. Verse 23. Now then Joshua said, wait a minute, I want to go back a little bit. Verse 21 and 22, I don't want to miss this. So this, I believe, is on the table. All right? This, I believe, is on the table. Not so much what we say anymore, what we do. Kate shared that his dad used to say a statement to him. And the statement simply said this, yes, I will listen to what you say, but I will watch what you do. That's what he's saying at a church, individual church. I'm listening to your words, but I'm more interested in what you do. I'm watching you, church. I'm watching you, corporate church. I'm watching you, little church. I hear what you say and who you say I am. I hear your worship. I hear you declare this about me. I hear you make this declaration about me. But you know what? Listen to me. Lip service is pretty easy today. I'm gonna watch what your feet do. Does your feet follow your mouth? Because then I'll know that I am your God. Not when it's easy, when it's tough. Verse 23. Now then, Joshua said, Throw away the foreign gods, I told him again, that are among you. And watch this. Yield your heart to the, to the Lord God of Israel. See the difference? He throws something in there a little bit. He said the same phrase before, but then he says, 
Here's the deal. I've heard you here. I know what you think these will do, but I'm going to say something to you, people. That's what Joshua's saying. If your heart is not yielded to him, you won't do it. Don't speak more than your heart's going to do. If you don't yield your heart, surrender your heart, bow your heart to say, you know what? It's not about what I want to do. It's not about me, what I want to do, when I want to do it, how I want to do it, because I want to do it. Nobody tells me what to do. No. My heart belongs to God. If God says that, I do it. I'm his. My heart's yielded to his. It's not more what I want to do, when I want to do it. It's no more I'm the boss, I'm on the throne. It's me, my life, and I'll do what I want to do. No, you died to self. You've been raised to walk a new life, and that life is walked through Jesus. He says, listen to me. If you don't do that, you got to yield your heart. If you don't yield your heart, your feet won't follow your feet not going to follow your mouth. They'll follow your heart. Let me tell you, man, you go to battle, you ain't looking for this guy. You're looking for that guy. Come on. Who I want in my foxhole? Don't need no eloquent speeches right now. I need heart. Who I want on that battlefield? I don't want somebody talking. I want a heart, man. God's looking for men and women with a heart. You've been yielded to him. He says, throw it away. Yield your hearts. Matthew 6, says, seek you first. Who? The kingdom of God. And all these things will be given to you. Seek whom? Him. The question that we need to ask ourselves today is not what everybody else is saying, but what does the Father say? I meet all these people today. They say, man, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. I say, why are you doing all that? Well, they tell me I need to do that. I got some things I'd tell you, too. You ain't probably not going to do them. Why are you doing what everybody says if you haven't asked Jesus if you should do it? Father, what do you say about this? It's the greatest question you can ask. The people of God today is raising up the church, and he's raising up the church to have a heart yielded to him and ears attuned to him. He was saying, Father, what do you say? I follow you. Verse 24, I'm rolling. And the people said to Joshua, we will serve the Lord our God and obey him. It's an interesting. They've said the same thing before, but they slide something a little bit different in there. It says, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna serve the Lord our God and we're gonna obey him. You know when you obey the Lord? When your heart's yielded to him. When your heart's yielded to God, you will obey him because he will ask you to do something and you won't say, I don't want to. You will say, what does the Father say? The Father says this. I need to be obedient to him because my heart is yielded to him, and I'll do whatever you say, God. As long as your heart bows up to God, you're not, you're, you're not going to do it. You got to have a heart yielded to God. He said, they said, I'll do everything that you say. I'll do what the Lord says, and, I, and not only that, I'm not going to just serve him, but I'll obey everything he says. Why? Because obedience from the believer comes after the heart is yielded. If your heart yields to God, you will obey God. But until your heart is yielded to God, you're going to rule your heart. When God's got a man or woman's heart, God's got that man or woman forever, forever. So verse 25 to 27, I want you to see this and we're close. 
They make all these declarations. They say all these things. Joshua says, I've recorded these things that you have said. And then he says this in verse 27. See, he said to the people, this stone will be a witness against you. It has heard all the words the Lord has said to us. It will be a witness against you that you are untrue to your God. What he's saying is these stones will give testimonies, spiritual markers to what you just said. Can I tell you something? When we declare from our mouth that we're gonna serve the Lord, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. He said to them, this stone will bear witness to what you have said. One time, my friend, remember, there was another stone that bared witness to what Jesus said. When that stone was rolled away, they said, why are you looking for the dead among the living? He's not here. He is risen. And that stone still bears witness today, my friend. Can I tell you what's happening for the church today? The stone is rolled away for sure, buddy. We know that. And he says, that's time for my church to come out and take the right place that my church is supposed to take. In a world that's falling apart, I want the church to rise up and be the church. And what he's saying is, the corporate church, as the corporate church goes, as the, as the individual church goes, the, the corporate church goes. So what I'm asking is, and what Joshua's saying to the people, no more of this honky if you love Jesus stuff, wear your camp t-shirt. You gotta understand that for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. No matter what anybody else does and what everybody else does, it doesn't matter what their home does, but we will serve the Lord. I mean, if you took all 52 Sundays out of the year and you just mailed in Christmas and Easter because everybody goes to church then, if you just took 50, 50 Sundays, how many 50 Sundays are you in the house of God? It's coming a day where the most precious thing you can do is be in the house of God. I know it's good online, but nothing replaces being in his presence in the house of God. And we have got to be intentional about worship. We've got to be intentional about being in his presence. And my friend, listen to me. We've got to be intentional about when we declare from our lips that me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So what I'm asking is this, simple, this morning. Where are you? Where are you? I'm gonna invite you to stay in church. If you're joining us online, or whether you're in the house. Joshua 24, 15 is the word for the church today. If serving the Lord, if worshiping the Lord is undesirable to you, then choose. Just go ahead and choose whom you're gonna serve. But the word for the church is, but for me and my house, we're gonna serve the Lord. Everything you've got, everything you've got to serve Jesus, everything you've got to serve the house, everything you've got to serve the Lord, and your wife and your husband and your children will follow right behind you. The greatest thing you can do is leave a legacy of faithfulness in the house of God. Folks, God is raising up the church. He's raising it up individually. He's raising it up corporately. I'm telling you what's going on right now in our country is he is thinning it. He's thinning it, man. He's thinning churches. He's thinning the country. All, going to church is not easy anymore. Going to church in this country could be dangerous, but he wants to see where the real church is. 
He's raising up the church. Will you be a part of it? But you have to decide right now on your toes and your shoes that you're going to be the person who says, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Right now, you decide that. That's what's on the table. Where are you? Is your heart his? Let me pray for us. Father, I pray right now for the church. For me, for the individual church, for the church of people that are online. God, you are raising up your church. It looks different. It'll look different. Our country looks different. But God, you're asking the church, the real church, the church that loves Jesus, that understands that Jesus died for the church and is coming back to get the church. For those who profess his name, God, you're asking them. It's gonna get tough. You better decide now what team you're on. And so, God, I pray that we, out of our mouths, will make a declaration that says, but for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And God, that won't just be our lips. That'll be our heart. And for our heart says that our feet will follow it. So, God, I pray in the name of Jesus, God, that you will raise up your church today. So, God, all throughout this worship center, God, I pray that we find ourselves yielded to you. And we're hearts that follow you passionately. God, I thank you for your presence. And I pray now the Holy Spirit speaks in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Let's worship. If you need to move, move. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.